0: Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to another ad- edition of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burl, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Riley McConnell. Riley, what's up?
1: Not much, dude. I actually did a little bit of shopping. As you can see, mm. um, I have... The 2022 on-field cap of your fantasy team, the Bloomfield Blue Sox, uh, available at Lids because, honestly, it's just the Brooklyn Dodgers cap. But yeah. we can fake that a little bit. I think it looks great. Love the blue and the white. It's a great color scheme. Of course, we both like mm-hmm. the blue and the whites, Jesse.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, sure do. And, hey, it's great to get merged for your fantasy team. I think uh, everyone needs that in their lives a little bit, there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, we're coming off a rough 7th place out of 10 teams last year, so I think we need that little bit of a a boost. Uh, I think taking Chapman third overall, like I said last episode, might, uh,
0: you know, if he catches wind of that, might uh, try and put some big numbers on the board for the Blue Sox. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, fantasy ball's in full swing. So is real baseball is also in full swing. And, Riley, it is officially baseball season. The Blue Jays got into training camp. They got down to Dunedin. They've reported, most of them at least, And they've officially started playing spring training games as early as this past weekend. And I don't know about you, but I'm super excited to finally see these guys on TV. Uh, Yeah, so today on the show, we're going to talk about some of the main storylines to follow during spring training. Uh, Who are the players to keep your eye on? What are the bullpen battles we're going to see? Who are these guys here? And yeah, we'll touch on it a little bit all as we go. And yeah, uh, with this spring training being only 18 games compared to the six weeks of spring training that we have, Things are going to be a little bit different in Blue Jays land this year. Maybe we see guys go harder quicker and maybe we see, we don't see as much as the like quote unquote minor league guys come onto the battlefield. So it's going to be uh, really exciting to watch this year.
1: Yeah, guys, all guys coming in cold. Obviously we had the lockout and thank goodness it's all over. Uh, We're three games in as of, as of Sunday night. Yeah. Um, And like you said, 18 games. Uh, We've seen guys like Groshans, Martinez come in. Um, It will be interesting, though, if they want to push, you know, Kevin to play the last, you know, seven out of ten games or get Vlad in there, you know, that's, that's a strategic move, man. Of course, you don't want to... Um, make guys come in cold to the regular season, but you also don't want to risk that chance of injury. How sad is it? This has happened before to a lot of major league players, a lot of major league teams. It's guys getting hurt in spring training. It's got to be the biggest, biggest kick in the butt uh, for managers, for clubs, for players, obviously, and for teams.
0: Yeah, that is the number one thing I think we should watch for with Blue Jay spring training this year, is just get out of spring training healthy. Particularly because of the lockout uh, players during the offseason couldn't communicate with the coaches and they couldn't follow their same strict offseason plan expecting to be ready for opening day. Because frankly, we didn't know when opening day or when spring training day was going to be. And we've kind of seen this around the major league so far, particularly with pitchers. We've seen Zach Wheeler get hurt. We've seen Chris Sale get hurt. Jack Flaherty of the Cardinals just got hurt. Knock on wood. Thankfully, the Blue Jays have been pretty good at escaping major injuries so far. But if there is going to be a bad injury, it's going to happen now while people are ramping up. And yeah, if the Blue Jays can be lucky and escape that, I think that would be the number one thing to go for this spring training.
1: Exactly what you said. Let's play these games. Let's play them well. But let's play them with a bit of caution. You know, you're going to play the game hard. But is it the time to lay out for a a ball that's, you know, going to get into the gap, something like that? You're going to tear something. Guys throwing their absolute hardest. Of course, you want to showcase your stuff. Mm-hmm. but you want to be smart. You want to be smart about what you do on the field.
0: Problem is a lot of these guys, they're gamers, right? Once they get between those lines, the adrenaline kicks in. And some people like the always intense Matt Chapman only have one speed, right? They just go, go, yeah. go, go, go. And you, you can't really take that out of a player. So Charlie Montoyo and the staff are going to have to find a fine line of keeping these guys healthy, but also getting them ready to play.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with me and find that happy medium in there somewhere. And um, yeah, just let's, doesn't matter our record, just get the players, just get the players warm. Let's keep everyone healthy, knock on wood and let's get through these games, move on to the regular season.
0: Perfect. So with that being said, Riley, this Blue Jays team is going to be fun and exciting with so many different storylines all over the place. Like who is the one guy? And I think we can guess that you are excited to see this spring training. <clears throat> So
1: honestly, I, I saw him today. Yeah. Matt Chapman is my one guy. Um, I've he's been my favorite player since he came, came up with Oakland and played in the American league West and got to see him last year in Toronto. I got mm-hmm. to see him on the highlights today. Didn't watch the full game. Um, but like they said on the, said on the commentary, man, um, hip doesn't look like it's bothered him. And that's so good to hear, man. We paid a big price for this guy. I want to see that return, man. I, I know more. Maybe I, I claim I know more <laughs> than anybody about what Matt Chapman <laughs> could do. I but don't I, know about that, but I know this guy is capable of some crooked numbers.
0: Yeah, he sure is. We did our uh, Matt Chapman episode um, just a week ago. You should go check that out. Our initial reactions about what Matt Chapman could be. And th- we talked about all the good things that he had, how good the glove is and how good the bat could be. Uh, but we we're also mentioned concerned about the hip injury that he had. And he did look, he looked like he kind of, especially towards last year was struggling a bit with the hip. And that could explain why he was a league average hitter despite hitting 27 home runs. But He played in a spring training game today, his first with the Blue Jays, he hit second. And after a deep fly ball to left field in his first at-bat, he came up in his second at-bat and hit an absolute rocket into left center field. That left the bat at 113 miles per hour. So, So, like, wow, that's you're getting close to Vladdy territory when someone hits it like that. And to polish that off, Matt Chapman didn't hit a single baseball last year, 113 miles per hour. And already, in his first hit, in the first spring training game with the Toronto Blue Jays, he's already beat every single hit he had last year. If that doesn't tell you his hip is healthy and that he's ready to go, I don't know what does.
1: Jeez, Jesse, I had a homemade chicken pot pie for dinner about an hour ago, but I'm salivating just listening <laughs> to that, dude. That is, yeah. that is a tasty statistic, man. That is what you want to hear, man. That is a number you want to hear, man. Hitting a ball, he he hasn't hit. So he basically... What we're saying to each other right now is he hasn't hit a ball that hard since he's been injured.
0: Since yeah, since his uh, 2019 season where it was so, really good, so yeah. So he's
1: he's feeling good, man. He's feeling mm-hmm. good, and that's so important. Morale is so important for players, man. And if he feels good, he's going to play good.
0: Yeah, and we've like we said, we talked in our Chapman episode. We've seen the upside that Matt Chapman can have. So it'll be it'll just it'll be so good to watch Matt Chapman play here this spring and to see what we get for him. And frankly. All season. He's going to be one of the most exciting Blue Jays here. Yeah. I know you're excited. I know I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait. Let's go.
1: Yeah, honestly, man, as much as we, as much as much I'd sit here for an hour and talk about Matt Chapman, I got to ask you, Jesse, mm-hmm. who's your favorite guy coming in? Like, I mean, you've seen a couple of spring training games so far. Where's your mind at?
0: Well, my favorite is Yusei Kikuchi, because we've talked him up all offseason and stuff. But I want to take the time here, because we can't get too far in, a, in this episode without talking about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Like, he yeah. is the captain of the team, basically. And last year, he came into camp. He was, like, 40 pounds lighter. Uh, Well, I don't know if it was 40, but he was definitely lighter. He looked like he was in better shape. He was playing first base. And he – you could just tell right in the spring that it was started. He got into opening day, and he had a great year, and it all started off the back of Vladdy. Now, if you've seen some pictures, it looks like he's lost an additional 22 pounds. So, like, if he's in even better shape, that would be amazing. And there was a comment he made around the batting cage that you might have seen circling through Twitter and whatnot. He said, uh, last year was just the trailer. This year is going to be a movie. And Vladdy put up MVP caliber numbers last year. If he's telling us that this year is going to be even better, oh boy, that's going to be a uh, buckle a lot, Riley, because Vladimir Guerrero Jr. could be setting records if that comes to, comes to I,
1: Dude, we have so many players that are capable of so many different things chapman isn't gonna lead the, gonna lead the league in hits um mm-hmm. someone who is and did bo Bichette, another guy too yeah. Not we're not even overlooking him there's just too many guys to talk about and we could have an hour to talk about each one of those players man bo is another one of those guys i'm really excited to watch too i really hope his defense gets a lot better and he just stays on that level that he was hitting on last year because if so like like I know Vladdy's in the top was in the second for MVP voting but like Bo could be there too like if he puts up some better numbers um at shortstop and could continue the way he's hitting you know maybe increase it just a little bit more as power numbers which I mean I'm not saying he needs to he does the job that that a lot of people want mm-hmm. but he's up there for MVP votes too if he can just adjust a little bit to his game
0: Right. Uh, the thing with Bo is that I'd really like to see him walk more. But in the one game he played, uh, first game this spring, he was on base three times, including two walks. And he played in a A game today. Bo hit a home run. So, yeah. And you talk about his defense, too. His defense is only going to improve with Matt Chapman beside him because Matt Chapman is excellent. Like, well, yes, he's excellent, but he's even better when he's moving to his left, which is covering off range from Bo So Bo Bichette won't have to worry so much as balls to Bo Bichette's right. He can more focus and kind of cheat almost up the middle to take more ground balls off there. So Matt Chapman coming in to play third base is just going to help Bo Bichette become a better shortstop. And it leaves me the question here, Riley, with our two young stars that the Blue Jays have is, are we going to give them an extension? If we've seen the Blue Jays, you know, around Major League Baseball too, when extensions happen, it's usually in spring training. We've seen the Nationals send an offer to Juan Soto. We saw Fernando Tatis Jr. last year sign a big extension. Do you think the Jays are going to do one to Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Bill Bichette?
1: Well, we just broke the bank this off season, mm-hmm. which I'm totally fine with. The baseball is a game where it's like they say in field, field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. So they've built this team. People will come We'll get a lot of revenue this year. I'm talking corporate stuff. I don't want to get into a whole lot of that. That's not why right. we're here. But the better we do this year, um, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if they went out tomorrow. They sh- if they should sign Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I'm not trying to pick my favorite kid right now or anything <laughs> like that. But Soto got one. Tatis got one. Like, why don't we give our franchise player the same deal? Because Quite frankly, you go down the street to Toronto and ask Jays fans, if there's one player that could stay in Toronto for his whole career, guess what? You're getting the answer, Vlad Jr. Like, that's the only correct answer for that question. Like, you got to give this guy an extension. Personally, if I'm the front office, you know, that eight years is, I like, I'm forking that cash out for eight years.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, like, he might want more. You might have to sign into, like, a 13-year deal or something if the numbers he put up. Uh, this... The thing, like a few things on this too. Like, you can't sign just Vlad or just Bo because then the other one's probably going to be upset. I feel like if you're going to sign one for an extension, you almost should try to sign both of them, build this core, get it going here. Yeah. Uh, I also, though, like the Jays have built their team to maximize the elite production they're getting from Bo Bishat and Vladimir Guerrero on cheap dollars. Hence why they were able to sign Jose Barrios to the extension. Hence why they were able to sign George Springer, Hanjin Ryu. Their contracts are moving off the books around the time Vlad and Bo hit free agency, which is good. That way we can take our shot to run at the playoffs now and to go be World Series champions. But it also makes you think if that was a whole part of the Jays' plans, then extending them before they reach free agency seems tough. And it maybe seems like, yeah, they might resign in Toronto, but it might be hard for them to get a long-term deal done anytime in the near future. And the last thing you can have is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. wearing the Yankees jersey in 2026. Oh, that would just yeah. that would be terrible for this franchise. So I'm not sure if we're going to see one. But it'll be interesting to see.
1: Hopefully that, man, if there's any way too, to do what I would call a bridge deal to it as well, um, that get them through their arbitration mm-hmm. and then kind of give them the opt out for free agency, but then kind of say like, Hey, and sign them the ex- extension if we have the money. Cause yeah, you said it, man. Ryu's making a crap ton. Gritchick, Gritchick's making 10 point something million. And, and, like, you know, there's, there's, there's money to be spread when these players mm-hmm. come off the books as um, you know, being team owned or, you know, as they, as they say, you know, being under team control. Right. Um, and I mean, the money that's going to be spent the best is going to be spent on Vlad
0: and Bo. Right. And I agree. And I think, I think they're going to have a plan in the works. I just don't know if it's going to be this spring training. I guess we'll just see how their seasons wind out and what the storylines are as we get towards the end of the season.
1: Yeah, honestly, an extension would be very nice, obviously, for both players. But um, I'm already, my, you know, my applause to um, the GMs and um, the front office for making these moves already. Um, Regardless of the term right now, we see 162 games in front of us that look, very good oh yes it looks it looks very good what happens after that you know we'll brace ourselves for knock on wood hoping for the best and an extension just seems like it would be the right thing though mm-hmm.
0: we'll deal with uh, the future stuff in the future right now he's here yeah they're both here we got a great core uh you know who else is here Riley some of the Blue Jays young prospects young stars that we're actually getting to take a look at this spring You've seen a little bit of uh, Leo Jimenez. You've seen a bit of Jordan Groshans. We saw Oralvis Martinez yesterday, freaking elite bat speed. He crushed a ball uh, like 105 miles per hour off of Aaron Nola, a guy who's gotten Cy Young boards before. Oralvis Martinez yep. has barely played above A ball. We talked to him <laughs> a while back, and he just looks like he fits right in. So phenomenal. Great to see him. Uh, people are wondering about Gabriel Moreno, who hasn't showed up in camp yet. Um, his debut is delayed, as well as Eimi Garcia, who we signed at the start of this off season, um, just because they're having visa issues. So it does sound like they're both going to be into camp and it's going to sort themselves soon. Uh, so it'd be really exciting to see these guys once they get here too.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, our young guys. Well, they're still young guys. Vlad, Bo, Cavan, still young guys. But the younger guys mm-hmm. um, that that aren't at that, we'll say, major league level. Yeah, you can debate. But I don't like to rush a lot of guys, especially Groshans and Martinez right now. I think that the invite to spring training is great. Let's see what they can do. But then, you know, minors for sure this year. Like, uh, just, you you got to give it to the veteran guys right now. You can find replacement level players on your bench. And we have those. Jeez, Espinel, man. Like, I mean, he'll probably get a spot on the bench this year, mm-hmm. which is going to be great. You know, let those guys win a win a double a a single a a triple a wherever they are let them win a championship down there
0: and then bring them up um if need be yeah this is kind of the next wave of blue jays prospects they have so once you know springer gets towards the end of his deal and all this stuff they're hoping that gabriel moreno is ready to go to step in and provide elite production so that way the blue jays can form almost this dynasty that they want to go that's the plan at least the only thing, though, is if we trade one of these guys for Catal Marte or for Jose Ramirez, that could put a damper on things, and we'll see how that things go. But it looks like they've got a good system in place right now. I agree with you. I like I like the moves that they've made so
1: far. I love the Chapman deal for not ousting any MLB-ready players. I don't think Zach Logue would have ever really been a major league starter with us unless it, we were... Plagued with injuries, which is too bad. Um uh Hoag, not Hoglander, yeah. Gunnler. Gunler. Gunnar the, Hoagland, yeah. Gunnar Hoagland, the, the Swedish left winger there. I mean he'll <laughs> he'll be he'll be a professional ball player at some point. Um but the window we're looking at to to like to use him as trade bait in that deal, I think was just it was top notch, man. Mm-hmm. It was really top notch. And then the other guy, I can't even Kevin Smith, another guy too, which is You know, a replacement level infielder, which is fine. But I feel like we already have Espinal. And if Espinal can't play first base, well,
0: then that's – I'm okay with that. Yeah, Jays have options. We'll touch on their bench as we go here. Uh, One more thing about the young guys before I move on, though. It is unlikely, but there is a chance these guys could put themselves on the map and, like, almost force themselves on the spring – the opening day roster. We saw in 2015 the Jays put two very young pitchers – in Miguel Castro and Roberto Osuna onto their roster right out of camp as they had great camps, even though they were so young. So, yes, it does seem very unlikely, especially because neither of them have really played second base before. But there is a chance if Jordan Groschens or Elvis Martinez just keep lighting it up and just prove they're on fire and force their hand, there's a chance they end up making this team out of spring training. Well, they're both natural shortstops, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yep so usually an infielder like if you're if you're not the if you're an outfielder on your college team and you're and you're getting drafted you're probably not the right fielder unless you have exceptional comps for right field you're probably the center fielder the pitcher the catcher the shortstop or the heavy hit and first baseman um so if you're a shortstop you almost have to learn how to play a second position whether it be second or third base um wherever you're more suited for more uh you know Hard-throwing, savvy players, maybe larger body builds that play short could make the, like, you know, could go over to uh could, to third base, maybe right. smaller, quicker guys. Be that second. second baseman. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, Jordan Groshans is always projected to be a third baseman too, and there are some scouts that think Alvis Martinez is going to be a third baseman too, but I don't know. Uh, I Jays are going to keep him at short until they prove they can't. Like, Bo Bichette was always told he would never be a shortstop. He was going to be a second baseman, and he's a shortstop in the major league still doing it, so. I think you take your chances. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about next, Riley? Do we have a couple interesting pitchers, or do you want to talk about uh, the bullpen? You know what? Let's um,
1: let's go to the interesting pitchers because I'm sure, I think you got uh, some good stuff. I'm going to want to hear about
0: these guys. Right. So, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, I cannot wait to see Yusei Kikuchi pitch here in spring training. Um, it looks like he's making his first start on Tuesday. And there are some reports from Danny Jansen that uh, it's interesting because we talked about the pitch mix, right? That maybe Pete Walker could make with Yusei Kikuchi to make him a really good pitcher here. Uh, And one of the suggestions we made was to scrap scrap the cutter, just get rid of it, keep throwing the other pitches. But Danny Jansen has been talking up his cutter, thinking it's actually looked really good in camp here. Mm -hmm. And there are some reports that his fastball is hitting triple digits, 100 miles per hour. And we talked about how Kikuchi was a hard-throwing left-handed pitcher I never in my wildest yeah. dreams thought he would touch a hundred. So no, how, no. Out, but that, wow. If hmm. Kikuchi is hitting triple digits, Pete Walker's already working his magic here, then screw this guy being your five-starter. This guy could be up there with Barrios and Gosman as you're like your one yeah. and two. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to get a look at him and to see how he is looking here. In the front. <laughs>
1: If man, I like how you called it. You know, working his magic with the um with Kikuchi. That being Pete Walker, man. Mm-hmm. If he's hitting triple digits, that's not magic. That's just straight witchcraft, man. <laughs> right? Like, how how elite is that, man? You, I I've seen the spreads on Kikuchi, man, and not that velocity was ever an issue to his game, but adding velocity, man. Who are you kidding me, man? Because the control is so there, like it, that's lethal. It can it's, be better, yeah it's it's a it's above average in the case of a guy who's throwing his speed right it's not Mm -hmm. not talking about greg maddox type control like this 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 is crazy man i'm really curious to see because if that even if he hits 99
0: that's still that's still crazy so we'll see we'll see what it looks like when we actually get into game action maybe the radar gun was just hot there but robbie ray was throwing fastballs right down the middle and teams couldn't hit them right so maybe you say kakushi does the same thing and Yeah, Pete Walker turned Robbie Ray into this guy who's walking the world into a Cy Young Award winner. So, (laughs) wow. I'm going to have to buy a Pete Walker jersey if he turns Kikuchi into this star here. We can make that. I love that. Walk in the world. Because, yeah, Yeah. Ray
1: had his problems. But, well, I I don't need to say about last year. I don't really want to pump Seattle's tires at all. But what they got was was an elite pitcher mm-hmm. we're we're now getting a guy who's worked with pete walker we got one back who's working with pete walker you know right. is is uh like do you see where i'm going with it? Is is there that possibility jesse of cy young like numbers from kikuchi is
0: this a real hot take right now well we're gonna do a hot takes episode later on and uh, i will spoil my you think kikuchi thoughts then but i uh, just to okay put that in your mind you can- here yeah,
1: that, that would, I don't, it'll, it'll be the last thing I think about before I go to bed, I think tonight, Jesse, because <laughs> that, you've, you've really, I, I mean, I like Kikuchi before, I knew he was your favorite guy as far as yeah. the acquisitions, but you've really spiked an interest with him for me, man, like that's, whew, I'm really
0: excited now for him. So we'll see how he looks on Tuesday as he's getting the start there. Uh, another guy we got to really talk about to, to pay attention this spring is Nate Pearson. Like Nate Pearson still has some of the nastiest stuff in the Blue Jay system, period. We talk about Coochie maybe a touch in 100. Nate Pearson can throw 104 with the Milwaukee slider to boots. And he's going to need to prove this year that he is healthy and that the Jays are giving him, I think, one final chance to be a starting pitcher. So he'll be a very interesting guy to watch this spring. Look for him to throw strikes, see how his pitches are, and then improve mechanics. Because there was times when he was throwing, I remember a start in Houston, where every time before he released the ball, he was looking straight to the ground and not at the catcher. So there's going to be a touch-up there, and if Nate Pearson can get all of his stuff, that's just another weapon the Blue Jays have that are going to raise their ceiling even more. Oh, like, at one point, Pearson was the talk of the
1: town for prospects, especially in our pipeline. Oh, he was um, the number
0: one right-handed pitching prospect in all of baseball Yeah. At that
1: time if, if, if he could, if he could get it together, I would love that for him. Man, Mm -hmm. A hard right-hander with, with a good off-speed with nasty breaking stuff to me is just like, you name some of the best pitchers to ever play the game. That's their repertoire, hard throwing righty, good off-speed and a nasty breaking pitch, man. Like that's how you assert yourself with the best man. And you know, if Pearson can do it, I'd love to see him get the control down and I'd love to see him get some innings this year, man. I don't like, for me, it's, it's about, it's about fighting for spots, man. For me, it's, it really is, you know, Pearson hasn't necessarily let me down. He just hasn't reached that level quite yet.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing with pitching prospects is sometimes they take a little longer to develop, but the Blue Jays see the skill here. And if Nate Pearson has played right, he can be Justin Verlander. He could be that good. So I think you want to take your chance and see him develop there and see him go to Buffalo, put up some good numbers in Buffalo. And then if there's ever an injury in the Blue Jays starting rotation, you bring up Nate Pearson, he slides right in and it's full scent. You don't miss a beat there. So that'll be something to pay attention to here this spring. Uh, Riley, I got two more points I want to make here. Do you want to talk about the bullpen or do you want to talk about the bench? Oh,
1: uh, Let's uh, let's go ahead and... Oh, what I would call it the chronological order of how the club's laid out. So we'll go, uh, we'll go bullpen.
0: Right. So the Jays are probably going to have uh, expanded rosters as part of the talks between the MLB and the MLB PA. So it seems like in a typical season, you only carry about seven relievers. It seems like their Jays are going to be allowed to carry nine, especially because of the short spring training. I don't have a for sure number on that, but that's what it seems like. So the Blue Jays actually have acquired a ton of relief pitchers to go into this team. I think last year early in the year when Raphael Delise and Tyler Chatwood were blowing games for this team they've realized how important having a good bullpen is. So Riley, I'm just going to list off some names here and I'll start with the right-handed pitchers. You tell me how many of these you think are going to be in the bullpen on opening day. So we've got Jordan Romano and so yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um so we're
1: you're going to give me is there an is there a limit on how many guys I can select? Because I don't want to pick too many
0: and then you go, okay, you gotta cut a guy, Riley. Well, let's say okay, I'll name everybody then. We're gonna name all these pitchers here. Yeah. And you tell me which nine yeah. of them you include in the bullpen here. So we've got sure. Jordan Romano, Adam Simber, Yimi Garcia, Trevor Richards, Julian Merriweather, Ross Stripling, who's probably gonna be your number six guy in your long man, Anthony yeah. Castro, Trent Thornton, David Phillips, Joe Biagini, Tim Mesa. Ryan Baraque, Andrew Vasquez, and Tyler Sosaedo. So I think I need fifteen wow. guys there that yeah. have all pitched in the majors here before and have all yeah. been somewhat levels of effective at different times. You got to pick nine of them. Maybe you can just yep. we can cross out the obvious, like Jordan Romano is going to be here, but like he's my closer. Yeah, I yeah. had that.
1: I, so if you you asked me the question, I got I got you an order that's gonna <clears throat> I'll give you the competitive guys when it's a one run game, seven, eight, nine innings. Yeah, nine the high leverage deal, so. guys. Yeah, so high leverage. It's it's Romano as as my as my closer. I mean, I think that's just the obvious choice. Um, the hope would be um that I'm gonna have two setup guys. I'll say one. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the ball if he if he works it, he can. If not, I'm gonna give it to the second guy, and that's Simber. Yeah. And uh Meriwether too. Okay. I believe that the start start of that year for Merriweather is is at his at his top level. And I think if he does that again, that will be so effective for us, and that's just what we need. We need we. It's been a long time since we've had, let alone one guy that's been a decent eight inning guy. Now, if we ha- can select from two or three, I think that would really, really be good, especially in tight ball games. Right. Um, Richard has got to be there for sure. Yimi Garcia has got to be there for sure. Um, and then you talk about lefties. So. <sighs> I d- like I want to say Vasquez because I want to be high on this this signing. I oh. haven't seen him, but if I'm I, sorry, you go Jesse.
0: Yeah, he pitched today. Um, but Andrew Vasquez signed a major league deal, right? he yeah. didn't sign one with option. He signed a major league contract, so you got to think he's going to be in the bullpen here.
1: I would think so. So does that do we include two more lefties in the bullpen or one more because Brocky and Mesa for me are are at that major league level. The pair of them, man, one as a as a guy who can come out long, mm-hmm. and the other guy who's I mean, uh, he's not—he's definitely not the best left-handed pitcher to have in certain situations, but he's certainly a serviceable one. And I'm not—he's definitely not a mop-up guy. I would say that Dolis would be a, a kind of a mop-up guy for us. Right. Uh, Trent Thornton possibly could be a mop-up guy for us, but it's um, it's it's Mesa and Baraki for me as as the lefties,
0: right, so as then- well as Baskins. Right. So then if you're doing this, you're leaving Ross Stripling, our number six starter, off the roster. And like, do you think Ross Stripling's going to accept a trip down to Buffalo? Like I don't oh, know. Oh heck no, man. It's <laughs> it's a hard
1: team to manage, man. We've done it, we've gone out and signed all these these guys. It actually wouldn't surprise me um if Mays or Baraki started out. Because like is Garcia and Richards and Garcia are up for sure. Like is Merriweather gonna play in Triple A? Like what are your thoughts, Jesse? Like, that's is that's uh, Merriweather
0: could be de- Merryweather. Merriweather. Yeah, I think, honestly, with the roster crunch, assuming everything stays healthy and there aren't many trades out of this bullpen, like, you might almost have to start Julian Merriweather in AAA, because Yumi Garcia, Trevor Richards, Ross Stripling are all out of Uh, options. Ryan Brucky is out of options. Like, if you try to send these guys down, you risk losing them through waivers, and these are all good players that will be signed by somebody else through waivers. Uh, Same with David Phelps, too, honestly. If we try to send him down to Buffalo, he might get claimed by somebody else, and Maybe not because he's coming off an injury, but he was really effective before the injury. So I'm not sure. I mean, that, then you got
1: to think how many other teams are having these problems. I mean, that have guys with that are out of options. But if it's very Weather, I mean, I just don't like to think what we're missing out on. Mm-hmm. We know how effective he can be. I just don't want to see. I don't want to have like parallel universes. We're playing. We're playing the Yankees. It's a it's a two run game, and there's two runners on base. And Merriweather's the guy, that, get, right? uh, you need a strike. Like, and is Merriweather going to be that guy? Like, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different options, man. There's a lot of things to play with, man. It's a mind game. The expanded rosters is the only thing that's really helping us out with, yeah. with not making even larger cuts.
0: Yeah. If we had to go to seven,
1: like, oh man, there'll be some problems there. Uh, Mary oh, Phelps, has- for, for Phelps is gone for me if that's seven, but right. Merriweather Mary- might have to start in triple A.
0: I don't know. We'll see. It'll be something definitely to watch in spring training when you know we're getting late into these games and all these bullpen arms are coming in. Watch for this. Watch for the guys who would look well yeah. and the guys who are pitching good because one of them is not going to be on the roster on opening day and that's going to be uh, disappointing. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of guys on the edge of the roster here, let's move on to the bench now. And Jays still need a left-handed bat. Like as things stand right now, Kevin Bizio is going to be in the starting lineup, hitting second base, probably batting eighth, and he's our only left-handed bat in the starting lineup. So. I've got some lists of guys that the Jays have been throwing out in this spring training who will hit left-handed who the Jays could have. And the Jays made an offer here to, to Brad Miller, Jock Peterson and Corey Dickerson. That was from Shai Davidi. He wrote that um, a few days ago and they've all signed different contracts with different teams. So the Jays are still exploring mm-hmm. a left-handed bench bat here, but as things stand right now, we have Kevin Biggio, Josh Palacios, Greg Bird, Reese McGuire, Malik Smith, Nathan Lukes, or Lucas, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, and Chavez Young, who is a switch hitter. That's it for left-handed bats here on this roster. So you got to think some of these guys are going to be on the team, right?
1: Oh, for sure. Well, we've kind of gone over our three-catcher thing. Like, is are we going to rock a triple triple catcher up on opening day? Like, to get a lefty in there? Like, because Kirk and Jance are both right-handed bats. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's the spread, right? Like, I get what you're coming from. I feel like that if we don't get that lefty bat that's going to be a premium bat or even like a below level premium bat cuz I don't think we're going to acquire someone at this point who's going to hit 25 home runs for us. We're mm-hmm. going to look for a serviceable left-handed bat. Um but I I already think, Jesse, yes, we do need two different types of bats in the lineup. But yeah. I really think that our guys, Bo hits well off righties. Lourdes hits well off righties. Vlad,
0: Glad oh, he it's <laughs> yeah.
1: Vlad, he can hit, you know, a, a better switch pitcher. Pat Videtti there, the amphibious yeah. pitcher, as they yeah, uh, p- deemed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, he, like, our righties, our righties can hit righty pitching. There's no question about it. But for the... The way baseballs played, we do need lefty bats in the lineup.
0: Yeah, you want the platoon advantage, right? And, like, if yeah. the Yankees are coming in here with Garrett Cole or the Red Sox are throwing Nathan Neobaldi, like, well, it's not on Garrett Cole's level. But still, a really tough right-handed pitcher in the American League, the Jays might struggle. But, I don't know, Teoscar Hernandez hit Garrett Cole really well. Vladdy hits Garrett Cole really well. So, maybe it's not that big of an issue as you think. And the Jays don't necessarily need to go out and grab one of these left handed I do want to make the point, though. Josh Palacios is likely to be a bench guy on this team, and he's a good story. Look him up. There's kind of some tools he has. side. He had a four-hit game in his Major League debut, so that's great. And the Jays are giving Greg Bird a real extended look here this spring. In fact, he had a home run in the game today, opposite field, too. And he was really good in 2015 for the Yankees for, like, two months, and he hasn't really done much since. But if Greg Bird can get back to the Major Leagues here... And doesn't it just make sense that on the Blue Jays you have a bird, Right? Seems to make sense
1: to me. Yeah, I always liked that. I mean, here's one for you. I just want to add on to that. Belville Bulls, our mm-hmm. XOHL team. Yeah. Our captain in like 2008, 2009, Matt Bolasky. Yeah, like, there you go. I love those team names, man. Yeah, like t- so- it rhymes off, man. It just it just makes it just makes sense to me. Have a bird on the Jays.
0: Yeah, so keep an eye on that. Uh, Malik Smith has not impressed. He hasn't looked good in the as de- defense. He went over 3 with three strikeouts yesterday. So I don't know if he's going to be on this team, but it's going to be a type of guy like that. So let's keep staying tuned. I think the Jays are going to probably add somebody else. Mm-hmm. It should be a oh, good, good po- battle.
1: Yeah, good possibility of it, man. I mean, there's, there's a little tinkering that's it's being made. I'm, I'm sure no one's sitting back, you know, with a big fat cigars thinking that they're out of the water and they've made the world series yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're men at work. We're, we're trying to feel put together the best team possible to, to win a division with some very strong teams. And we're, we're well on our way. Um, we've acquired the tools we need. And one of them that's, you know, the slight miss right now would be that left-handed bat.
0: Mm -hmm. But honestly, that's something the Jays could probably go for in season if there's a guy put on waivers we can get or if there's a small trade to be made. So I'm not too worried about it yet, but let's just keep an eye on that as we go. Yeah. Uh, So wins and losses don't matter a ton. If you're sitting at home watching the games, like no one remembers how a team did in spring training. In fact, Riley, can you tell me who led baseball in uh, spring training in 2020?
1: I just got to go with how many games played.
0: Uh, well, we'll look 2021 because 2020 was cut short. Because so of COVID. is it
1: 22, 22 games, right? Give
0: or take, yes.
1: So I bet you it is the – I'm well, I'm not betting. I'm just taking a guess. at Cardinals with uh, 13.
0: Well, um, I actually can't find it. Got that, it. Jesse? Cardinals, with, Cardinals 13. with 13. Because MLB.com took out their uh, standings here. But – We'll leave that to the guests, I guess. Try to look out and try to figure out who that was. Because I bet you it wasn't the Atlanta Braves who won the World Series last year. So uh, certainly not gonna be paying attention to that. So what you should pay no one cares. For, right? What you should pay attention to in spring training though is you should look for things like pitchers who are throwing harder or hitters who are increasing their exit velocities, like Matt Chapman, for example, who hit that 113 mile per all today. That shows something real about Matt Chapman and his skill set. Other than, you know, say like Randall Gritchick today who blooped a double and he got another soft hit. Like that doesn't tell you much about who Randall Gritchick is. But Matt Chapman hitting that ball 113, that does tell you something about Matt Chapman that he's healthy and all that stuff. Uh, things like ground ball rate and fly ball rate for hitters tend to stabilize pretty quickly. So if a guy's talked about changes in the off offseason, now all of a sudden he's joined the launch angle revolution and he's hitting balls in the air. You can kind of tell from that through spring training. And same thing with pitchers for walk rate and strikeout rate. Uh, So that's why you really want to watch Nate Pearson, because if that walk rate stabilizes, it will pretty early after a handful of starts here, then you should probably tell something about what Nate Pearson is going to be this season. So those are the type of things you should look for during spring training here, as opposed to who wins the game, who loses the game
1: yeah it's a lot about individual performances for sure if you see a young guy come in with four hits like go four for four three for three for three with a walk you got to kind of break it down like okay how did how'd the plate appearances go right you almost got to look at pitch by pitches it's the opposite of what the playoffs would be um in a baseball game because yes. you could go jesse old for two fielder's choice and like or force an air and like score two runs in the ball game in a 2-1 game right mm-hmm. and that's playoff ball pretty much that I pretty much just described a chaotic playoff baseball game <laughs> because it happens, dude. But um, individual statistics is what spring training is, is about. I mean, yes, it is certainly a team game, but this is where, um, you know, our veteran players perhaps, you know, want to see, you know, oh, we still got it, things like that, you know, and our young guys want to showcase what they got and still, you know, we're not trying to get hurt out there. Mm -hmm. um you know like you said who's throwing hard who's running hard who's 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 tearing the cover up the ball who's just kind of throwing the bad head at it
0: right and it's different for some of these young guys like Jordan Groshans and Oralvis Martinez and some of these younger pitchers like Nathan Lukes and uh like Leo Jimenez they're trying to make a name for themselves they're taking this very seriously they want to put on the best performance that they can but George Springer Hunjin Ryu are just going to kind of take it easy they've been here they know they've got their spot on their team they're not going to worry too much and just kind of go through the motions so each player is gonna take it differently. And there was a port I remember last year where Randler uh it was Zach Granky, who just threw like eighty-two mile per hour fastballs just because he could, and he wanted to see people freak out about a spring start. So you know, you never know what that's a Granky. That dude,
1: dude dude, Granky's a nut. Granky's no. a nut bar. I'm not surprised he would do something like that, man. <laughs> right. He's the second craziest pitcher. He's the second craziest pitcher in the
0: MLB. Mm-hmm. So They've, yeah so you can't take these stats on face value because you don't know maybe a pitcher's just working on stuff maybe a guy wants to throw a knuckleball that he's never thrown before so that's why you can't take these stats at face value yeah. and you gotta really want to take them on a case-by-case basis but Riley that's what I've got for my spring training storylines today was there anything else you wanted to see you wanted to add no man we pretty much got it covered um just want to add with
1: those bench guys um I don't know how many of, of our viewers out there are actually Espinall guys, but I expect him to get into quite a few mm-hmm. games this year. I yeah. would really like to see him stay with our team at the major league level. I feel like, you know, he could be just, I love our, I love Jay's bench players, man. I have always have, you know, had a spot for guys like John McDonald um, yeah. just to name one, who is probably one of the most loved utility infielders. Hockey, probably. Dude oh, Kawasaki, man how could I... oh I didn't forget him, but thank you for bringing that up like yeah. I feel like Espinall could just be one of those fan favorites guy it's like when you're when he's in that lineup man like he just feel good you want to see the guy play you want to see him do well
0: mm-hmm. the jays have always Jays fans have always loved these kind of gritty go out player oh, yeah. defense shortstops like all throughout their history, and yeah. yeah Santiago Espinal could be a fan favorite in that guy so We'll see. Yep. He'll be another exciting guy to watch who almost definitely, I'd say, would make this team unless something goes terribly wrong here.
1: So. Absolutely, man. I've loved every one of those types of players except for Russ Adams. You're absolutely right, dude. <laughs> like, you, you nailed it on the head, man. I hope Espinall has a great year for us.
0: Yeah. And there's some, the stats will probably tell you maybe he could be a yeah. little better. He had a high babbit, but. There's some other yeah. underlying stuff there. Maybe there's more power in that bat that comes to see. So. <laughs>
1: he's yeah. looking good. We've seen the picture, uh, like of him. He's yeah. he's looking. He's not he's not stocky or anything, but he's looking he's looking swole, as the kids would say, you know. Mm-hmm. He's, he's looking on, good, man.
0: He's on that Vladimir Guerrero 27 diet, putting on that muscle. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, man, for man. sure. So yeah, that'll be it for our episode here today. Uh, I think we're gonna start up our division previews next week, so we're gonna see what the other teams, what the Yankees, Red Sox, and Orioles and Rays are doing, and kind of figure out where the Jays kind of slot in there. And then guys, we're getting close to the season. We're almost three weeks away. So make sure you hit that like button and you subscribe because we're going to be doing this all season long. This is going to be your spot for all the Jays news, any Jays recap and stuff, if, whatever it is, you've got it here on Buds and Blue Jays. So please make sure you like, and subscribe, uh, follow us on Twitter too, at Buds Jays. We're pretty active on there too. And we're, we're doing a whole bunch of fun stuff. You get to see Riley's uh 27 Jersey that he brought out with uh, the Matt Chapman signing there. So a whole yeah. bunch of fun stuff there. And uh, make sure you check out the Leafs and lads. Leafs are just making trades. They called the Giordano trade back in September. So those boys over there know their stuff. So if you ever need some Maple Leafs content, that's the place to be. And yeah, any of the last words, Riley, before we call our day here?
1: No, you had it, man. I saw that that, uh, that your uh, our boys at um, at Leafs did uh, did call that Giordano trade. And then there's mm. us with the Kikuchi and Chapman. So maybe right? there's... I mean, there's something in, there's something in the air, man. Like, um, it's a, I like our, I like our sister channel, man. I, I, um, I checked out a couple of other things, man. Like it's good. Hockey's breaking down. Of course, I'm a baseball guy. I also love hockey, mm-hmm. and you know the Leafs are making a big push, man. I'm a Giordano fan. I hated him with Seattle. <laughs> I'll be, I, and I'm not even a, a you know a Maple Leafs fan, but I'll, I'm gonna be so happy to see Giordano um, in that in that uh, Maple Leafs uh, sweater. It's it, mm-hmm. it, it's good for
0: him, man. Good trade. Good trade. Absolutely. Hope the Jays make some good trades here coming up too. But that's it for us. Peace, oh, everyone. So good. Tune in next week.